0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN has BYU as an underdog in the first four games. Completely unfair or perfectly rational? Is it all Greek for BYU great Jimmer Fredette? Where could he be heading in Europe? And what's your proudest moment as a BYU Cougar? Let's go!
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live,
0: your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 8th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Like Christian Bale and Newsies, Spencer Linton is on his way to Santa Fe. So I'm teamed up with the man who played in the New Mexico Bowl in 2010, Brian Logan at your boy.
2: That was... That was your final game as a Cougar. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I remember giving up touchdown. That's all I remember. So <laughs> that's that, all you remember? That's all I remember. So all you seniors out there, make sure
0: you work hard, put it all out in the field, so you don't <laughs> have a memory. <laughs> Let's just acknowledge um, the fact that I have a mustache. Let's just get it out there, okay? Coming off vacay, mustaches are allowed, beards are not. I'm digging. Uh, it. So, no, this is one day only. This is uh, what? This is buy one, get no, none free. No, man. Uh, you got No, I, this is gross. You got to um, go until
2: the first game. A couple. Like,
0: <laughs> 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 Excuse me? Uh, no. Uh, I'll trim it for more you. More on how many days until the first game later? Uh, not, you have a mustache with a beard. Yeah, a beard. You have a beard card. I have a beard card. Now, I need to get a beard card. Yep. That's yeah. what I need to acquire. It's going to be a little bit harder for you, though. I, no. That. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a I'm not a grad transfer. I give, right? give some tips. <laughs> I to do that. Yeah, I yeah I need facial tips. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think I think I might
2: write like a blog about it. Okay, like how to get beer card. Hey, that BYU. sounds great. Yeah, that
0: sounds mm-hmm. great. Here's what's on the show rundown today. ESPN's football power index breaks down win percentages by game. Do the Cougars have a favored chance in the first four of winning any of those? And how about the next eight? Plus, Blaine Fowler on FPI. Jimmer's next stop. In Europe, where is it? We'll tell you in a sec, we think. Reports out there. And the NBA Summer League guys. And emoji this! An NBA star, not Jimmer, repping the Y in China. How about that? Alert. But first, today's headlines. Mary Lake and the USA women's volleyball team won the Volleyball Nations League gold medal yesterday. It wasn't just the women's soccer team, it was the volleyball team. America. In China against Brazil. They were down two sets to none. They won 15-13 in the fifth. Lake will be a senior on what's expected to be another top 10 BYU squad.
2: Tight end Matt Bushman was included in Athlon Sports' top 50 underrated college football players for the 2019 season. Bushman led the BYU offense in catches as well as receiving yards last season, looking to make a huge splash and impact this year. he said, I saw him in the hallway. He yeah. said that he's the guy throwing the ball. what he said. Bushman's throwing the ball? Yeah. Interesting. So he's the guy. Throw him the ball.
0: Uh, oh, throw him the throw ball. Him the I was ball. like, he's yeah. throwing the ball? What? That doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Jimmer Fredette could be headed to European power Panathinaikos in Greece, according to Eurohoops.net. The site is one of several reporting that possibility, saying the team has made a very lucrative offer to Fredette. Uh, one report is $1.75 The Greek power uh, Panathinaikos, one of the top clubs in Europe, they finished sixth in the EuroLeague last year. They won... Uh, the Greek League. Rick Patino was the head coach last year. He won't be back. Nice. Complained about uh, too many cigars and flares in the <laughs> stands. Who doesn't like that in their basketball game, right? But perhaps Jimmer for that degree. Hey, if I'm Jimmer, I don't
2: care what the situation is as long as you pay me. Just pay me. I'm there. Eric Mika scored nine points and grabbed seven rebounds in a 94 to 77 Sacramento Kings win over China on Saturday. Mika also had the second highest plus minus on the team with plus 19. Mika and the King Summer League continues taking on the Dallas Mavericks today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Elijah Bryant had four points, three rebounds, and two assists in an 89-83 Milwaukee Bucks win against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. Bryant and the Bucks will play the Minnesota Timberwolves today at 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: It's been fun to watch those guys in the Summer League and a few more games to do so. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
1: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU sports nation.
0: Oh, the summer's ripe with projections and prognostications as we look ahead to one of the main points of, of life, mm. the football season. Follows life. ESPN's Football Power Index is out. Numbers crunched by nerds to give a predictive look at the season. We love nerds. BYU's an underdog in all four of the first four. In fact, a dog, as in only one game, has BYU with a forty percent or a better uh, chance of winning. It goes forty percent against Utah, nineteen uh, percent against Tennessee, forty-five percent against USC, and thirty-six percent against Washington. Is that completely unfair that is a dog in the first four? Um, I think it's fair.
2: I think it's one hundred percent fair. Um, when you look at the metrics, right, and the numbers, and and how the nerds come up with these stats, I think I think. it's it's very easy for you to compare and to calculate and crunch. Um, You know, I think that there's certain things that you can't measure and and algorithms can't uh, take into account as far as maybe injuries happening prior. Um, Right, but as it stands. Yeah, but as it it stands. But as it stands, you're right, I I forgot, you're not Spencer. Yeah, as (laughs) it stands, yeah, it's it's totally fair. (laughs) It's totally fair, man. It's fair. It's fair. When you look at the metrics and the numbers of, of how they're coming up with the, the percentages, it's it's fair.
0: Okay, I, I think it's fair that BYU is not a favorite in any of the four. I, I don't think BYU should be a favorite in any of the four. This is a 7-6 and six team that returns a lot. They certainly should be better. But Utah and Washington, BYU should be a dog and a big dog. Tennessee, 19%? You're telling me out of the first four... The worst win percentage chance BYU has is at Tennessee, the second worst SEC team in the last two years. (laughs) Arkansas is the worst. I don't get that number. I don't get that at all. I think that's BYU's best shot at at winning one of the first four, perhaps, right? I think perhaps USC is that one. We're always scared of USC speed. Like, USC could be a 10-win team, poof, like that any year. It feels like they just... Get their stuff together. They could be good. I think the Washington game is the least likely for BYU to win because of where it stands and who they are. Yeah. it's the fourth Power Five game in a row. that's tough, BYU's man. losing that game if it's a mediocre Power Five, just because yeah. of the pounding BYU will take Maybe in the first. If it, even four if it's a top G, three,
2: if it's a top G five school let's say, like a Boise or whatever the case is, It's they still have it. It's still it's still going to be yes, hard to
0: win. Yeah, absolutely. And the top G5s are middle of the pack, power five equivalents in terms of how they play. Um, right, right. I, yes. So you're telling me that BYU has a three times better chance almost to beat USC than Tennessee. You know, so, like, when, that when, is stupid. When, no. When, 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 no. When I, when
2: I played, and, and even a little bit after that, when, when BYU went independent, and we would look at the schedule, and when we would see a, a team like a Tennessee or – how about a, like an like a Ole Miss, right, mm-hmm. or uh, Mississippi State? We, as analysts, as, as fans, as players, we go in looking at the schedule like, oh, yeah, we can, we can win this game.
0: That's one, and, of, that's and, one of those and games. you could because it was one of, mm, I don't know, two yep. good non-conference games. Yep. Now BYU has all of them non-conference. Yeah. And they're all tough and they're all in a row. So it's, it's just hard. But what's the highest win percentage out of those first four? That's our stat of
1: the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
0: It's USC. 45.4% the highest win percentage BYU has in the first four games. So ESPN says uh, in the FPI or Football Power Index, the best chance of winning against one of those first four is USC. I I, I mean, on paper, I get that one. I get that one. Utah's going to be tough, but look, 40%? To me, that's interesting. Utah, man, I thought that, you know how I feel about
2: rivals. Yeah. It is, you throw everything out the window. Everything. Well, Utah would argue that you can throw your chance of winning out the
0: window. Right? Well, you know because what? I was in the
2: last team that beat Utah, so I could talk as much
0: smack as I want to. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it's pathetic that you were on
2: the last team. Come on! I still yeah. That's something to hold on to
0: still. Yeah, And I completely disagree, as I mentioned, with the BYU-Boise State number. We'll tell you what that is, how ESPN thinks BYU will fare in the Next eight, because if they have BYU potentially losing the first four, uh, what does that mean for the season? We'll break it down coming up. Uh, But first, how many days until the first game again?
1: Countdown to the Utes. 52 days.
0: 52. Number 52. Our boy Trevor Madich, center on the national championship team, all-American, played in the NFL from 85 to 96. Trevor's the man.
2: The man. Joined us in
0: Nashville, uh, what, seven weeks ago? Really?
2: Yeah. You guys had some nice—is that when you guys had the dinner and you guys were sending us pictures of he, the
0: food and the plates? He wasn't uh, mm-hmm. there for that, but we wish he was. That's Yeah, that's, I
2: still remember that. <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about it.
0: Okay. Hot topic, chicken.
2: <laughs> topic number two. According to Eurohoops.net, Panath- Panathinaikos in Greece has made a very lucrative offer to Jimmer Fredette. Would accepting the offer to play in Greece be the right move for Jimmer?
0: Absolutely. This is a huge step up for Jimmer Fredette. If you can't play in the NBA, the next best thing in terms of money and competition is not the G League. It's overseas, and it's in one of the top clubs in Europe. Panathinaikos is one of the top seven clubs in Europe. According to Lee Kamard. I talked to Lee Kamard and Travis Hansen, former Cougars, this morning, mm. to get more understanding of European basketball. And uh, Panathinaikos won the Greek league. Rick Petino was the head coach last year, although he won't be. If Jimmer goes to Panathinaikos, he's on one of the top seven, ten clubs in Europe. Panathinaikos, out of Greece, won their league in the Euro league. So the top two teams from yeah. a bunch of countries play. Uh, Zalgiris out of Lithuania, Brandon Davies was yeah. on that squad, he'll be on another one in uh, Barcelona um, this is going to be really good I think Jimmer makes more money uh, mm-hmm. but it's better competition and he's going to have to play more defense this is good ball, this is a major step up if Jimmer Fredette goes to Panathinaikos in Greece. I,
2: I agree with you man and, and we, we talked about this a little bit on the show Friday with me and Spencer and, and we talked a lot more of the family aspect, Um and, that, and it plays such a huge and, and major role that I don't think people really consider that. Um, you know, they, they, they look at all the, the glamour, you know, the benefits, everything that you just described. Right. But you got to think about, you know, Jimmer, and his wife and his family as he's growing his family. Right. Think about what that does to the spouse. Right. I'm not just saying wives, but just the spouses in general. And you, you look at where they played China versus, you know, Europe. Would it, Whitney it, it, go to Greece? Yeah, is oh, the
0: question. What I'll there in a second. None of our business, too. Like I don't want to. I don't. I'm not into that. It's just like what. Whatever he does, he does. I'm like, into that. I go. I would go for sure. No, I I would go myself, but it's none of my business whether Whitney Fredette chooses to go to Greece or not. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well,
2: well yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that, and obviously, however, when you look at the decision-making factor, right? Because it was a little bit shocking to 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 hear, you know. He, he you know, stepped away
0: from the team. Yeah, and we know that. All that was us, his, after like one game. That, it was like, ex- what happened?
2: Ex- exactly, exactly. And, and so he must have had
0: the offer. He, he had to have the offer, and and, had, this, and this is a big time offer. This isn't some random club in Europe. This is one of the top ten teams. And as, and that's my point, right? With
2: with bringing the family aspect into it is. Sure. There's, it, there's It's a, BYU. It's all you about. You got to look. Yeah. Ask, hey, man. Yeah. That's why
0: I'm never. Together.
2: That's why I'm never leaving this place ever. Never going back home to Cali. This is my new home, actually.
0: Cut, I mean, <laughs> cut to the moment you leave. Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I think, I think this is a, a good move for him. Like you said, the competition, you know, for a fact is, is, is better. So it allows him to grow in his game. Even though, you know, it, NBA probably, I think with this move especially, doesn't look like it makes sense to even try again. Why not? Clearly, he yeah. stepped out of the summer. League. Right, right. Cool. Why why, why not become that guy and set your mind you know, in the Europe League, why not? Why not yeah. take that next level and that next step in your career sure. and say, you know, I dominated in these places. I've done these things. I've I've, I've been a fan favorite, yada, yada, yada. Let me go and and take, the, you know, the next level, make the next move uh, in my career by stepping my game up, playing against better competition.
0: We'll see if this goes through. If it does, this is a big time uh, for Jim or Fredette. Uh, reports out there to Panathinaikos in Greece. It would be awesome. On to topic three. Yesterday, the USA women's soccer team won the World Cup, going back-to-back, back, lived up to all the hype. Hey. They were awesome. I'm looking for a Megan Rapino jersey for my daughter. Fantastic. <laughs> it was a proud day to be an American. Uh, not to mention the USA uh, women's volleyball team wins gold in the VNL. I was hoping the USA would be Mex- beat Mexico in the Gold Cup, but El Tri got us. Uh, Brian, in your lifetime, what's been your proudest moment to be a BYU Cougar. Easily. And you're an adopted Coug. You came into the fold as a junior in college. Yep, that's right. I like that. I was an adopted Coug. I like that. That's a good
2: one. You're an adopted Coug. Yeah, we're not going to say junior college transfers anymore. We're going to say adopted Cougs. Adopted, Coug. adopted yep. Cougs. Adopted mm-hmm. Cougs. Uh, by far, hands down, was my first game against Oklahoma. Oh, so good. You know, it's, 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 the, it's my first game. In Division One, right, in in football, uh, in college football. What a game. You, know, you peaked early. They were 20. <laughs> they were, they were, <laughs> it they was were, all downhill after this. Like, we were ranked 20th. Tw- I think we were ranked 20th. Yes. They were number three. Yep. Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. all the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe Claussen. Co- man, I love Kobe. Uh, I love everybody on that team that
0: day. Um, <laughs> that day? That day, yeah, because <laughs> as you had you played with the broken finger in this I, game, right? I, I, yeah, had a broken. You hit. also had a pass interference in the end zone. That,
2: yeah, which wasn't pass. Actually, had two pass interferences. Uh, I think I had like three pass breakups and a couple tackles. So it was worth
0: it. You got to stop. But yeah, that, it was well, a field goal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you goal. know what? Because of that, we that that right there. And this is my own opinion, obviously, but that was the greatest goal line stand in BYU defensive history.
0: I know we've talked about you that. Know, better than the Boise State yeah. one. Better way, than Kyle Morrell. Way, way, way better. Hawaii.
2: But you you can imagine though, right? I mean, somebody. That has been an underdog the whole life, like myself being five, six. Yeah. Uh, Playing it, in this game on ESPN. Had an offer to San Diego State, took the scholarship away, went to a way better school and program, and then they got don't the have opportunity. San Diego State Sports Nation either. Nope, nope, not at all. No. They don't even have a TV studio. No. Broadcast studio. I don't think they have a broadcast. I, 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 I don't they know. probably I'm have sorry. a broadcast. I'm messing around. around. I'm messing around. anyway, that's, yes. That's great. How about you?
0: That, uh, that, that game was my first thought. Because I was, I guess, an adult, you know, at that point. But I'm going to go the 1997 Cotton Bowl win. This is the only New Year's Six BCS equivalent game that BYU's played in. They won it. People say 96. Well, it was in 97. The only New Year's Day bowl BYU's ever played in. It capped a magical season, 14 and one. There's an argument for this team being the greatest in BYU history. Obviously, 84 and 83 feel like uh, they're the they're the ones, right? 84 went undefeated. They've they've got it. They got the national championship. But this was a special season. I think I feel like I can name 30 players from this squad. This was one of the first teams that I really fell in love with uh, after I moved to Utah and could actually watch BYU play. I went to like 10 games. Uh, this season three or four on the road. Man. I remember watching this game and uh, the people I was with they had a baby sleeping, uh, the Browns. And so we couldn't cheer vocally. And I and the and it was in their basement and the roof was kind of low. So I'm banging my head on it. I can't <laughs> yell. It was that was, that was tough. That was annoying. But this was a magical day. Shane Urbrook had seven sacks. KOK Louis with the with the game winner. James Dye and and Steve Sarkeesian, Dustin Johnson, the Moose, Brian McKenzie uh, all, Chad Lewis, Tulamini, mean, all and these guys, I, I hear, Omar Morgan's interception, just Ed Keel, all, Brian's brother.
2: I, I hear all the time, especially from Spencer, that you know, arguably this is the best team talent-wise, it's, right?
0: It, it was loaded. I love 84, I love 83, I love 96. I think those are the three perhaps best yeah. teams in BYU history. And that team was the first college football team to win 14 games until Ohio State did it.
2: Ah, uh, interesting!
0: A couple years ago for the that. national championship. So, great day to be a Cougar. Qu- our question of the day: In your lifetime, what's been your proudest moment to be a BYU Cougar? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Corey J. Smith on Instagram: Either BYU beating Oklahoma in Dallas. there. Or BYU beating Gonzaga in basketball to reach the Sweet 16. That was in Denver. That was a beautiful day. That was a good one, yeah. Oh, BYU was a three seed. Gonzaga was a, an 11 seed. And BYU just crushed them. And then uh, BYU came into the league and thought that it would be like that. And it hasn't yeah. been. But BYU's won in Spokane three times. We'll always have that. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And perhaps Mark Pope and the boys can change things. We'll see. Coming up. Who is the big NBA
2: star? Who is
0: raping the Y? How about that? Not a, not a Cougar, but kind of. Another adopted Cougar, question mark. <laughs> and next, Blaine Fowler, Uncle B's in studio. Does he think ESPN's FPI in the first four is fair or not? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch on BYUSN.com. they are apps as well. Our question of the day. In your lifetime, what's been your proudest moment to be a BYU Cougar fan on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook? Joseph Stout, 527 on Instagram, says, Jim Romania, without a doubt. That was a really, really fun year. I wish it would have gone a little longer, but it was... Incredible, and we'll always remember that.
2: I had, I remember family and friends, especially like high school friends, text me about
0: Jimmer. Mm-hmm. i like, yeah,
2: that's my best friend, basically. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, that's my roommate. Sometimes when I
2: went, <laughs> when he lets me sleep at his house, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's my roommate as he's, you know, videos of him are playing. Teach me how to Jimmer is playing on YouTube. You go to bed. Nice. Our next guest was involved in that season. He was a member of the 1984 national championship season as well. His name's Blaine Fowler, BYU TV, uh Basketball and football analyst. Blaine, great to have you on set. It's
3: good to be here. Summertime, we're getting ready for football. We can talk basketball. Wait,
0: yeah, let's, let, let's talk about it, and let's go there right away. What's your proudest moment to be a BYU Cougar ever?
3: Obviously, I have a little bit of personal tie to the 84 National Championship team. So I think that game against Michigan, even though Michigan was, they were a great defensive football team. Preseason, they were really, really good. They had a lot of injuries on offense. Jim Harbaugh is Jim was out, dude on yeah, the Jim was out at the time. So, but uh, there's a moment in that game that is just vivid in my mind. So it wasn't a play that I, that I actually played. And I had just thrown a completion for a first down and they were measuring it. And I remember in my head thinking, you know, my dad always told me to enjoy the moment. So... In front of 70,000 people at Qualcomm, we're playing for a national championship. I'm in the game. I step out of the huddle, and I just go just like this. And I, I did a full 360 and looked at the whole crowd, and I went, man, this is really cool. And I enjoyed it for a minute, and I thought, no, i to get back to it. And then Glenn Kozlowski was running in with the play. <laughs> we got the play, and we ran the next play. But I'll always remember that, that I remembered what my dad said. you got to enjoy it when you're in the moment. And most of the time, we don't think to enjoy the moment. Yeah. But we had a little pause in the action, and, and I remember that in my head. Dad said, and I was like, so I enjoy the more. I remember it playing. That's a, it's, a, it's a it's a great story. I my three
2: sixty view. Uh, so mine was obviously the win with with Oklahoma against Oklahoma. My three sixty view was different when I walked out. I remember seeing a small little blue sliver, right, of crowd. And I was like, my, And then I kept running and kept looking around, and, I, and it was all red.
3: Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh,
2: my gosh, we're going to lose.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, was on the side, I was on the sideline of that game, the, um, the Oklahoma <laughs> game, and I remember watching Oklahoma's offensive line walk out, and I thought, whoa, that's what NFL offensive linemen look like. All oh. of them. Oh, yeah. Like 10 of them. And, and I'm thinking, man, I don't know if we stand a chance against these guys. All, and, all, all of the, even ranked and, and we played them, you know, all, all toe the, to toe. All
2: the, the, the junior college transfers huddled up and said, "This is very scary that all of the DB, all the corners in the DBs are literally." three feet taller than all receivers. Yeah, it's, it's, it was <laughs> Literally three <laughs> feet. The, the, the,
3: the scary moment for me was we were coming out of the tunnel. We had already done our warm-up, and you go back in, and then the crowd started to fill in at Georgia between the hedges. We're playing at Maybe Georgia. Maybe two. Herschel Walker in that group. Steve Young's playing. Mm-hmm. He's a young quarterback. He's going to throw a bunch of interceptions in that game. Tom Homo's going to have a right, Tom Holmes going to and almost get caught by Herschel running down. But um. I but I remember coming out the last time, you know, before kickoff, and the place was full, and I could hear this, like, dull, like, ah. Oh, shit. I'm like I lean to Robbie and I go what are they saying and it's getting louder dog meat dog meat dog meat and, and I, and, and I kind of got the chills I'm like oh that's really cool and I remember thinking this is big time and I was the young and I'm like man I'm glad I'm not playing right <laughs> This is scary. It's scary. You're, a, so- you're and, a redshirt freshman, I think. Yeah, and you know what? We played toe-to-toe with them in that game. Like, we lost by on a, on a last-second field goal by Tony Butler, who kicked for the Bears for a long time. And 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 Steve had a, struggled in that game through a bunch of interceptions. He was growing up at this that is time. junior Steve. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, but we stood toe-to-toe with those guys. And so, you know, B- BYU's capable of playing. You know, you guys won that Oklahoma game. We stood toe-to-toe with Georgia in that game. I mean, look at just... Texas, Wisconsin like, on roads, Texas. You know? and, and so, so BYU is very capable of standing toe-to-toe with those types of teams, and you remember those games. Those yeah. are memorable games. That Oklahoma game, I didn't play. I was on the sideline, but I remember it well. You're saying, oh, shoot, we're going to lose. And then Max is running – Hall is running in at halftime going, we're
1: going to win!
0: Yeah. At that, so at that yeah. point, are you feeling that same vibe as Max Oh, oh at halftime in
2: yeah. Oklahoma? After, after the second series – I think we went – the first one, they got a first down. The second one, I think we went three and out. We came back and we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. And Matt, so it, we, it changed. Oh, yeah, got it, out oh there. yeah, it changed. This is before Butterflies halftime. Butterflies are gone. This is before halftime. You're good. So, so, we, were like, they, we, we were so prepared. It was crazy. We, we already knew what they were doing.
3: We were calling out their plays. I mean, the hardest part was literally hearing each other. Just because that's how loud it was. Re- really good teams, and this is what I remember this playing, I remember it as they get ready for the big games now. Like, Wisconsin is a perfect example of that. When you play great teams, they look at you on film, and they don't do crazy things. They don't do trick plays. They nope. go, we're good enough to beat you. We're going to manhandle your line of scrimmage. So they typically line up and play football. And so if you scout them well, they're not going to do anything that you don't expect. you got to get up enough to stand up to them physically. And and that's always been the case. When when BYU steps up and plays these big, big big-name teams – they're not going to come and try to trick BYU. No. And so BYU's got to come with a few wrinkles of their own, and then they have to stand toe-to-toe. You but, but need a guy like Max, right? Yeah. You, uh, that yeah. thinks that you can just win every game, like you, Max. Yes. is you, you got to have a
2: leader to follow behind. Because once he – I mean, we felt that, but once we saw that, we were like, oh, yeah, Max said it. So And it's, he
3: wasn't
0: words. He was words and deeds.
3: My, oh, yeah. My yeah. favorite yeah, story yeah. – like, Max was just a sophomore, and Bronco was t- told me this story. It was like – um, there was a game. I wish I could remember the game, but BYU scored, and then the other team scored. And then BYU scored, and then the other team scored. And then BYU scored, and the other team scored. And then Max was walking by Bronco, and I think he was a sophomore, and he says to, the, to Bronco, uh, do you think we might stop him at any time tonight? Or we just Probably Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. And Bronco said his first thought was, you li- I-? And then he thought, oh, no, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like that edge that he has. I kind of like that he's playing with a chip on his shoulder and thinks he's just going to score every time if he needs to. And And that's the way Max played. you got to play loose to play against those types of teams. You need a guy that just expects that he can play at that level and beat teams at that level. I I, I think that the the thing that sticks out to me the most,
2: you know, as we're going through the history, right, at the favorite moments and the big teams, you know, we we can match up because we come out and we're at the gates and we're physical, right? But when you look at the schedule, and this goes to a little bit of of your concern, when BYU schedules the way that they are, how can you match up every every single, single week? week? It, right? It,
0: it's I, I feel like, and you tell me, you played in the games. It was easier for you guys to get up for the big ones. Then, if you had stacked
3: a bunch of those in a row, that would have been
0: physically demanding.
3: Always, that's that's why our expectation was: we get we if we don't win eleven games, then what's wrong with us, right? Because yeah. we just had to go out of league and play a couple. The Boise know? State model, right? Yeah, and really. so and so now it's a little different expectation. I don't expect BYU to win eleven games this year. We can't not with this schedule, yeah. right? Um, they're more physical, you know. Right now, BYU, when I look at them defensively going into 2019, I feel like this can be a top-10 defense. But to be a top-10 defense, they have to stay healthy. They're deep on the offensive line. They're not deep at safety. They're not deep at linebacker. But they're really good at those positions to start. That's why it's nice to have Utah early. And maybe it's nice to play these four teams early. But if they can stay healthy and you're a top-ten defense, you can stay with every team, and then you got a chance to win at the end. And so that's when I look at this schedule. You guys have been talking about this FPI thing, and they're going, hey, they're going to lose the first four and win the last eight. I don't know if I agree with that. I think maybe the win totals probably right. I say to get at least one of those first four. At least. At least one of those first four. And I won't be flabbergasted if they get two. And then I don't expect them to win. I expect they're going to have a game where they're going to turn it over or do something stupid down the stretch. Because remember, they still have Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, who are all really good programs in the back half of that schedule. Eastern Time's on the not. I'm not – if they lose a game down the stretch, I won't be surprised by that either. But – but to think that they go out and lose those first four, I would actually be surprised. Would you be if surprised
2: they if they won two out of the four? I won't be surprised. Be surprised. Like, it won't be flabbergasted. I think I that
3: that will be overachieving a little bit. I think one is a, a good expectation. I think two um, is too, not out of the question. It's just too tough if that's the so, case. So it's I think, just too tough. I was talking before we came in here with Ben, our producer, and I was like, have you looked at USC schedule? Because I promise you, USC is thinking, well, the only win we can chalk up is BYU. And they're thinking that's easy. They if they're have, even thinking right. about they BYU. they have Stanford the next week. They, go, fre- they start off with Fresno, who's right. Won 10 or 11 And they've been last really year. good the last two years and very capable of beating SC, who's been in shambles the last few years. Then they, go, then they play Stanford, then BYU, then Washington, and then Notre Dame. You think they were worried about BYU? Ooh. And they're no. coming to this stadium. At elevation to play, so fresh off a win in Tennessee, I'm expecting them. <laughs> I'm expecting them to beat USC at home. Yeah, you know, and I and you mentioned the rivalry games a 50 50 game. Utah's replacing three offensive linemen. I know they got Zach Moss, who's phenomenal, as good as anybody in the country, but three new offensive linemen and two backers are replacing two NFL line caliber linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're really, really good, but I think BYU, if they're good defensively, and they're better offensively Zach Wilson has that kind of mojo yeah. Max Hall he has that McMahon: He expects Max to win, yep. right? I'm not surprised if they beat Utah. That's a 50/50 proposition. It's I always, expect yeah. them to beat USC at home, and then, then Washington and Tennessee will see. Two, two doesn't surprise me. If they, if they don't win one of those first four, that will flabbergast me too.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that would really set back the season in an incredible way. Even if BYU won the next eight, it's like, oh, but the four big ones, you didn't. So BYU's got to go at least 500. I brought up the 97 Cotton Bowl win as my proudest moment as a Coug. Um I always bring up 96 as one of the all-time greats. Wait, Do you feel like your 84 team was the best team ever? Because Spencer and I think... Maybe that 83 team is right there, and where does 96 fit in all this?
3: So, And I'm going to throw one more to you because I think 93 is an unbelievable, talented uh, uh, team. Uh, not 96, sorry, 96. 83 as well, and I played with those guys. Yes. Um, really skilled offensively. Well by four. In the okay, here's team. what people don't understand about 84. That was a lights-out defense with two... Multi-year starting NFL outside linebackers in Kurt Govea and Leon White, you know it, it, that was as good a defense as BYU's ever put on the field. Not, not, that 96 team was a good defense too. The other one I'm going to throw in there is 1980 Jim McMahon's team that beat SMU junior year, and and that team offensively was scary. And people don't realize how good SMU was back in those days. Yeah. I mean, when you're paying oh, guys that 30, kind of money, about <laughs> when you're paying that kind of money for players, you're going to get good players. Players. Yeah. And you got Eric Dickerson, Craig James, and all those guys – but but that team offensively, because I watched that team on film a lot as we were preparing for games in 81 and 82, and I would just watch them on film and go, my goodness, this had to be scary to be an opponent to play this yeah. team. So offensively, that's as good a team as I've ever seen. And I would throw 80 in there with the, with the greatest. And um, I don't know, if 96 and 84 played, it would be a great game because I think 84 could play with anybody because of our defense.
0: You're right. We don't bring up 80. 12 and 1 with a four-point
3: loss in game one that's the wow. 83 scenario wow. that's the same yeah. situation. phenomenal football team and I watched them on film every single week because <laughs> that was the next year I came right. in and people don't credit that team enough and they they were I'm really a,
0: good I'm about to now that I've noticed yeah. that they really were really twelve one so when
3: we talk yeah. about great teams we got to say 80 we got to say 83 we have to say 84 we have to say 96 yes you know th- those are all great teams um and, you know, you got to have one or zero losses to be in the mix. You have to, yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. The, and those, the two
0: loss teams don't make it. No. Yeah. Those, those, those yeah. are all great football yeah. teams. Well, great stuff. Uh, we, I think we planned on other topics, but going down memory lane is nice. the yeah. best. You get B-Lo and, you, and I in here. Hey, it's great you know. stories, it's great memories. Remember. Awesome. Appreciate the time. All right,
3: guys. Thanks.
0: What's coming up, Brian? FPI has favored in each of the final eight games. BYU. But should, yeah, should BYU be They say favored? they're going 8-0. And what <laughs> yeah, Quest for perfection down the last date? Yes, and right. what emoji would we use to describe BYU's social media moments over the weekend? Find out after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. That's right. What- Welcome back to BYUSN. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Always fun to go down memory lane. Yeah, I remember when he taught me how to tie my first time. Yes, and uh, he came across the plains with Brigham Young, and he's been here ever since. Yeah. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We start with Mary Lake and USA Women's Volleyball. They won the Volleyball Nations League gold medal yesterday in China against Brazil. Coming down, uh, back, down two sets to none, they won 15-13 in the fifth set. Drama. Lake will be a senior on what's expected to be another top 10 BYU squad. She's got a gold medal from the World Championship. Tied in, Matt Bushman was included in Athlon Sports' top 50 underrated college football
2: players for the 2019 season. Bushman led the BYU offense in catches as well as receiving yards last
0: season. He had 29 catches, in that led BYU. That is a really low number. I expect BYU's leader to have at least 50 this year. Come I'd on. say 70 plus 2 <laughs> times 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, uh, is Austin Collie coming back? Jimmer Fredette could be headed to European power pow- uh, Panathinaikos in Greece, according to Eurohoops.net. The site's one of several reporting that possibility, saying the team has made a lucrative offer to Fredette. The Greek powers, is one of the top clubs in Europe, won the Greek league, finished sixth in the EuroLeague last year. Rick Pitino was the head coach, uh, won't be returning, but that would be a big deal if that actually goes down.
2: Eric Mika scored nine points and grabbed seven rebounds in a 94-77 Sacramento Kings win over China on Saturday. Mika also had the second highest plus-minus on the team with 19 with plus 19. Mika and the Kings Summer League continues taking on the Dallas Mavericks today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Elijah Bryant had four points, three rebounds, and two assists in an 89-83 Milwaukee Bucks win against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. Bryant and the Bucks will play the Minnesota Timberwolves today at
0: 9 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes words don't adequately express how you feel about a thing. So that's why we're going to play Emoji This. Let's bring in Ben Bagley, who has some social media topics for us to break down. Ben, what's first?
1: Well, the first, by far and away, is the most pressing emoji, which is this one. Which represents everybody's thoughts when Jerem Jordan comes back from vacation with a yeah. mustache. This is a tradition
0: and should have been, should have been
1: you know, predictable, right? I always do this. But the emoji never changes. True. Let's get to you guys' first one. Donovan Mitchell repping the Y wearing BYU socks while on a trip in China. What do you think, Brian?
0: Cool. You have to describe
2: it. Cool.
1: Sunglasses. Radio
2: is it sun- sorry. Sunglasses. <laughs> The sunglasses emoji is cool. Smiley face, cool, chill. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool to have any type of, I would say, celebrity or outside, um, you know, individual to rep BYU or acknowledge BYU at any time. Yeah. So I think it's cool. Terrell Owens wearing
0: BYU stuff. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. I I go fire emoji. That's fire. That's stylish. He's wearing the socks. We still need Donovan Mitchell to come down to a a football game. I know BYU's reached out. Uh, They want him to come down. They're going to give him some swag. Fessy Satake tweeted uh, Adam. So, uh, D-Mitch, he's a guy, right? We should have him come in studio. Maybe he comes in studio, yeah. breaks it down. Uh, Elijah Bryant actually played against Donovan Mitchell in high school in Georgia, mm. fun fact. Okay. And, and Donovan did come to a basketball game. Nice. And uh, he actually kind of rubbed Yoli's head during an interview with Spencer after a game. And Yoli turns around and goes, hey, that's Donovan <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> kind of
1: flabbergasted during his nice. rookie year. Awesome. Number two. Next one we've got is Zach Wilson hanging with Drew Brees. Mm. I'm gonna go with the the praying hands. He's
0: he's throw He went to Southern California. Had a Disneyland uh, part of excursion with that with the fam. Throwing with Drew Brees. It's not just Drew Brees, by the way. It's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Blake Bortles.
2: And, and I, I get the the praying hands because I, I think this is a great sign of a I'd say a, a leader. Um, but th- for the fact that he's young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most kids that age are out, you know, chasing girls, trying to go to parties, whatever the case is, doing what kids his age do, right? Normally He's 19 but he, until next month. In 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 nineteen and having, you know, the mentality of, of business first. You know, this is the opportunity, you know, let's seize the moment. Anytime I can get a chance to to work and put that extra uh, you know effort in, I'm gonna do that. So that's why I put the praying hands because yes, thank you, thank you, baby Jesus, for
0: <laughs> a leader like this. <laughs> I go to the eyes. Uh, you know what Drew Brees does? He hangs out with BOA quarterbacks. He hangs out with Taysom Hill. Mm. And he hangs out with Zach Wilson. So that's awesome. Uh, Shout out to our guy, John Beck, who's been working with Zach Wilson for the last couple of years and uh, did some work last week with Zach. So that's awesome. I think it's fantastic. That's uh,
1: only positive for Zacharias F. Wilson. Number three. How about Mary Lake celebrating Team USA's Volleyball Nations League win with Sprite (laughs) in the locker room?
0: The rest of her teammates have champagne. She's got Sprite. Little Mary doing her thing, you know. I'm going to give it I mean, a thumbs up for honor code approved. <laughs> honor Appreciate code it. approved. Appreciate that.
2: Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> part of the honor code I love. Hey, you yeah. know, no compromise.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, Even when you win. The, yeah, the laughing emoji. Here she, here she is, you know, doing her thing, repping the Y in another way uh, yeah. in China, celebrating a gold medal. That's right. Vern Law was a pitcher on the 1960 Pittsburgh Pirates team. He was a Cy Young winner, best pitcher. Not for one league, but both leagues. They win the World Series, and he actually injures himself trying to leave and escape while his teammates are trying to hold him down and maybe (laughs) spray champagne, and he's like, I'm not going to drink. He gets out of there, so another fun fun story there.
1: Number four. Side note, one of my first memories is watching the Celtics win the World Championship in the team photo, everybody having a bottle of champagne while Danny Ainge had a can of Sunkist. There there you go. (laughs) And the the, the orange can stuck out greatly in the team photo. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, last one. Nick Emery getting married this weekend.
0: Heart. Yeah, I, heart. I go I it's go a, the hard eyes. Congratulations heart. to Nick. Yeah. Um this is his second marriage. You know, my, my parents divorced. That's always hard, so congratulations. Yeah. He's found uh you know, someone someone wonderful in his life, uh who has a child so he's insta dad and he can embrace that and have a uh have a life. He's had a hard uh uh road the last couple of years, so yeah. excited for him on this new adventure.
2: Yeah, that's that's yeah, good luck. and, and uh I can't say too much more about it, but uh yeah, it's always good to have to find love. You know, the Bible says that love covers over a lot of things. So, yeah. And it's congrats. good to be in love. Mm, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in love. Yeah, Stay coming up. Love. A World Cup date as the BYUSN karma remains Ooh. undefeated. How about
0: how about that? It was it worked out perfectly for us. But first, why I disagree with the ESPN-FPI win percentage chance of Boise State and BYU. It is, it is just dumb. I'll tell you
1: why. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stupid. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Welcome back. Our question of the day is this. In your lifetime, what's been your proudest moment to be a BYU Cougar? Weigh in on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Ethan.Funky. On Instagram, he likes to party. When BYU dramatically beat Nebraska on my birthday, Ooh, September 5th, that was a good one. We had some good games, man. That was a great. That was a great, lucky, amazing moment. It just felt. It was awesome. You know, I remember. I, you know what I said to our crew getting ready for the post game right before that? I said, "We're either going to never remember this moment or remember it forever. It's forever. one of the two. That's right. And we remember it forever now. I appreciate. So that. I screamed on headset like a little. Bit. <laughs> Uh, continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as mentioned. We mentioned the first four games of ESPN's football power index. They give a win percentage chance and BYU is a uh is a dog, an underdog in the first four. Now in the next eight, BYU is favored to win all eight, according to ESPN FPI. Undefeated. What's your reaction to that? All eight? Even Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, Toledo, South Florida. I mean people can't see me you know,
2: people on radio that can't see me, but I'm just I have my eyes closed and I'm shaking my head. I have a slight forty five degree angle of my head shake you disagree yeah well yeah how many do you think you
0: should be favored in if it's not
2: eight i kind of agree with with uncle b um you know it would surprise me if they went undefeated if they lost one or two um i think that would you know be appropriate i think there's a bigger chance of them losing more games just because of the the first four games
0: you think I, about I'm the. Af- I'm afraid of that, that idea. That's, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you think about all of the the, the disappointing games in independence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, games where we go in and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna win." UMass, right? Like stuff like that. Games like that. Oh, even, even even UMass the
0: game- is an abomination. <laughs> it's it's more like Nevada uh, so we don't, in we don't, 2014, don't. where it's like, "Wait, what?" Right. BYU had 600 yards of total offense, 35 points, couldn't win at home.
2: Yeah, or when you lose. To, well, actually,
0: Boise makes sense. I would say no, you, no, no. Losing a, to Boise State is, is understandable. That's yeah. a good. Well, I was going
2: to say the one where you don't give up any points, and you, and you still lose. Twenty <laughs> twelve, <2012? laughs> yeah, you still lose. You don't <laughs> give
0: any, up any offensive points. Yeah, to yes, Boise exactly, State. Okay. exactly.
2: so 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 that's so that that's that's the that's the reason, right? Is 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 for that? Okay, so. Boise
0: State, ESPN, FBI has BYU with a fifty-seven percent chance to win this. BYU is getting a lot of love in the home games. Um, in in this and the road games too, frankly, but let's walk through them. At Toledo, sixty five percent. At South Florida, off a of bye week, sixty four percent. Boise State, fifty seven percent. At Utah State, seventy five percent. Wow. FBI does not like the Aggies. <laughs> I've talked about it. It's a new offense. You bring back Jordan Love and one lineman, and then it's a new staff. So it's that, a different team, and that
2: falls into play with the the, the metrics
0: how they. Culture, yes, right? Liberty ninety four percent. Liberty, Liberty. Idaho State, 98%. You're telling me Idaho State has 1.9% chance? <laughs> That's too high. At UMass, 913 And at San Diego State, 68%. So I think, yeah, I'm with you. I think BYU should be probably favored in seven of the eight. Yeah. Pre- I, 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 Boise State. No, Boise State should be a favorite in this game. I know that Brett Ripon and Alexander Madison are gone, but uh, Boise State is like Washington to me in that they're always going to be a nine to eleven win team and those teams are hard to beat. Yeah. Those teams are hard to beat. I don't care if it's in Boise where BYU has a play at the goal line and doesn't make it happen, right? Or uh, misses a field goal in 03 or whatever or four. Um it's it's tough. Th- th- those I don't te- agree th- with 50. I think Boise State should be a slight favorite in pro. Th-
2: those teams I-, I can say that we're evenly matched, right? From from a
0: Maybe from a program. From this perspective, yes. For, yeah, yeah, Boise State would say uh, no. We're seven and two.
1: against you, you, you peasants. you've never
0: been to a New Year Six or BCS. <laughs> game. Right, right. I'm talking. Okay,
2: talent, talent wise, talent wise, right? Like recruiting, talent wise. I would say yes, that. I, I would you know, say
0: it's a little blue goggled to think that BYU and Boise State are on the same page from their perspective.
2: I would say I, I agree w- with you. I, I would say from you. the state of the program, no. Boise is, yeah. is clearly right. Wins but, and
0: losses, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but the uh, I talk about it. losers. Talk about margin of loss. BYU's a loser in this. Yeah, there have been some really close games.
2: Yeah, there, yeah. There, there have been. But, but BYU didn't win. But and and so my my point is that you know it, when, when you when BYU wins these games, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, go back and you think about the execution, right? Like we almost play flawless. The we we're almost perfect.
0: And so, almost. I said almost. Yeah, almost. Perfect. Everyone thinks, oh, to be a great team, you have to be. No, you perfect. No, you don't. Did you? Tanner Mangum threw for eighty nine yards against Wisconsin. You really just rush the ball effectively. It's it's it's, you know it's, what I mean? it's
2: executing yes. the game plan that you're prepared for at the, better at than the, them, better than them at the highest, at the very that highest level, right? Right. And and so when you when you take that into perspective and you go against a team that, you know, talent-wise you're evenly matched with and you just, for whatever reasons, we don't, it could be talent, whatever, maybe we just don't have the hype, we're not excited for it, There's all, that, that always is going to give you the, uh, the the chance to lose. It just, it is. I mean, when, when you, and, and, and even more over the years, it's clear and clear and clear as injuries, you know, take a, 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 a or play a major role, um, in these games, like a UMass, like there's no, there's no reason oh, why. That's the worst
0: BYU football team that's, in 50 yeah, years. That's it, this, there's no that's reason why. why. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because so, they were bad. That's why.
2: Yeah. And and, and and so that's, you know, into perspective of the whole thing. It's hard to say, oh, we, we should win all those games. But like when I was playing or when we had Max
0: those days, or, or we would be like, oh, we well, we got all those. But you're playing. Yeah. You're playing more of these games. Like just. <laughs> Just step back with me and imagine if BYU only had two of the first four, that we would be saying Bjork could win 10 games. And that would be so much more exciting. Instead, we're saying Bjork could win eight games. I still no, believe. was excited about an eight I, I, I
2: still, I still believe in the Boise model, man, the Boise State model. You play I one don't or two games. I don't think you're down
0: that far, but somewhere in the middle between what is doing and that. People think I want to go to the Big Sky or something. Have some nuance in Look, 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 check this out, check this out. Check it out. It's, it,
2: the, how you get better as a program is through recruits. That's the bottom line, right? At any organization or group, you are as good as the individuals. And so in order to get better recruits, I don't care about the honor code, stuff like that. That's a whole other conversation. At the end of the day, when I'm on my recruiting trip, I want to hear wins I want to hear fans in the stadium, and I want to see bowl game swag.
0: Period. But honor code better be explained.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's another conversation. That's not I'm talking about that right now. I'm talking about what's appealing. If I check down, if I check yes. the boxes, sure. I, sure. I don't want to go. If I'm, this happened to me when and Gary Anderson was the the, the, the going to be the new coach of Utah State. I went on my recruiting trip there first. I heard three wins in three years, and here I'm like eleven in eleven and two. We're we'll ranked this. We're we'll ranked that. Literally everything else. It was irrelevant. I don't care about no honor code. I don't care about anything. You want me to wear purple hair and jump around
0: when one foot, looking I'm going to do it. Yes,
2: is it, You know what I'm saying? Yes. So to, to, the, to my point here is that if you schedule like the Boise State or you have that Boise State model – and you are winning, you're currently ranked, you're you know, in the conversation of, of New Year's Six, you, you, your brand is constantly being pushed out there. Right, and it's more
0: UCF right now than Boise it's,
2: State. It, yeah, yeah. It's, exactly, exactly. Branding, we know this as marketers, right? Brand has a lot to do with decisions of how p- consumers purchase products. Now think of that in, in schools, has right? has
0: purchased BYU's product.
2: Think about that, right?
0: Yes, think and I would that. love for that to uh, result in more wins on the field, right? And and hopefully BYU can push... Uh, up to nine plus this year and surprise us and be better. And that's the exciting part, right? These percentages have come out, they're fodder on July 8th, but once the games are played, it's just whole different. Yeah. yeah. Which Which is which is fun. Which is fun. Right. Coming up.
2: It's always good to be Jimmer for Dead. Why is it really good to
0: be the lonely master right now? Okay. And how did Mika and Bryant perform in the NBA Summer League over the weekend? We will tell you this is Brian Logan Sports Nation. Facts. <laughs> Thanks to today's
2: guest, Blaine Feller. The show is on demand via podcast and the TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip. It. It's time for the Cougar <laughs> Whip Around Volleyball. Team USA and Mary Lake came from behind to beat Brazil 3 to 2 yesterday in the finals. Yeah. Women's Volleyball
0: Nations League. Claiming the gold medal. Very nice. Ronnie Jones-Perry, the pride of Copper Hills on a different USA team, improved 2-0 in the Pan American Cup, Pool B, after a sweep of Trinidad and Tobago yesterday in Peru. Jones-Perry led the team with 14 points, 12 kills, a block, and an ace. Uh, RJP and the Americans play Mexico today, 6 Eastern time.
2: Football. Tight end Matt Bushman was included in Athlon Sports' top 50 underrated college football players for the 2019 season. Bushman led the BYU offense in catches as well as receiving yards last season.
0: Jimmer! An update to the report earlier in the show, according to George Zakis of SDNA, Jimmer Fredette could be weighing two lucrative offers. According to multiple reports, Panathinaikos in Greece is offering Fredette what we mentioned, a $1.75 million contract for next season. And Zachis is also reporting a $2.5 million offer from a team in China. Wee. Jimmer has options.
2: Cougars in pro hoops. Eric Mika scored nine points and grabbed seven rebounds and 94-77 to Sacramento Kings win over China on Saturday. Big of China. Mika also had the second highest plus-minus on the team with plus-19. Mika and the Kings Summer League continues, taking on the Dallas Mavericks today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Elijah Bryant had four points, three rebounds, and two assists in the 89-83 Milwaukee Bucks win against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. Bryant and the Bucks will play the Minnesota Timberwolves today at 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker pitched three innings for the double-A Tennessee Smokies in a 4-2 win over the Montgomery Biscuits. Rucker picked off a runner <laughs> at second base and held the Biscuits scoreless in his appearance. I'm really hungry. Jacob
2: Brugman went three for four with a double. And the Tacoma Rainiers' 8-5 loss to the Fresno Grizzlies.
0: Colton Mahoney threw six strikeouts in six frames uh, for the A Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp in a 12-3 win over the Mobile Bay Bears. Daniel Schneeman went
2: 2-4 with the double in the Lake County Captains' two, or 32 loss to
0: the Lansing Lugnuts. And in A, Brennan Lon had four RBIs on four hits, including a homer, this weekend for the Salt Lake Bees in three games against the El Paso Chihuahuas. Golf.
2: Zach Blair finished high for ninth at the Glecom Health Challenge in Finley Lake, New York. On the Corn Ferry Tour, Blair finished at 17-under for the tournament.
1: Soccer!
0: And our World Cup Day, Team USA beat BYUSN's secondary team, the Netherlands 2-0 yesterday, to win the Women's World Cup. Karma worked out perfectly. The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, goes to Chloe Bugs on Instagram. When BYU basketball women's team won all games against Gonzaga and won the WCC in 2018-19 this last season, that was an amazing run. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. The Conversation
2: continues 24/7 on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook. Use the hashtag
0: #BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, your former teammate. No time. We had time. No, we didn't. Apparently. We did. For Brian, I, I don't make these decisions. I'm Jerem, shout out to Mac Madsen, see you tomorrow for another edition of BYU Sports Nation, Goku!